0: How we doing, folks? <clears throat> um, so today we're just kind of going to do just yet another version of what we've been doing, just kind of, you know, venting, just kind of letting go of what I've been thinking about. Um, but I I kind of have a little bit of a charge I want to give us here at the end, but um, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, So if this is your first time tuning in Welcome to absolutely nobody's favorite podcast Annoying Question Boy Um, If you don't know who I am My name's Josh uh, 21 years old I'm from central New York Uh, I am a currently studying We'll call it leftist Uh, I, you know I don't go to school for any of this stuff. I don't have any kind of formal education when it comes to politics or economics or anything like that. Uh, I have a liberal arts degree. I have a, <coughs> uh, a general studies degree, which I took a few psychologies, a few sociology classes. So I have some working knowledge of like, how people are. But other than that, I have no, you know, formal training or whatsoever. So I, I don't really want to subscribe myself to any tendency necessarily. I'm definitely learning toward, leaning towards uh, Marxism-Leninism, but that's for uh, another time. Um, but yeah, so if this is your first time tuning in, uh, I am currently employed at a place that requires me to work seven days a week. So uh, for the you know, normal time, this is not the style of podcast I would do, um, driving and stuff like that, but this is kind of what we're subscribed to, so, yeah, okay, so, one thing that's been on my mind lately, uh, and if you've listened to any of my recent podcasts, you've probably heard a few of these things come up recently, um, but one of the things that's been on my mind most recently, uh, is... Really, just the the full and utter disconnect uh, from our reality that we in the modern day seem to be so accustomed to. You know, I I I would I would dare to use the term cognitive dissonance uh, and just apply it generally to our lives because not for nothing, but so much of our lives in every layer really as far as I can tell there is some level of cognitive dissonance especially here in America where I live um if you're not from America I can't really speak to the you know the situation that you live in but as far as I can tell this is a pretty common thing in not only just settler colonial states but just capitalist states in general um and this is due to a, a myriad of reasons, which if you really want the lowdown on, um, I would advise reading um, uh, uh, Capital. You could read Capital probably to learn about like uh, a lot of the alienation that comes from uh, a late-stage Capital or even just a capitalist society in general. Um, but you can also just kind of not for nothing but just look at look at our reality and understand what it is that would make people want to stop paying attention and so when I talk about these things like oh you know we're so far disconnected from reality I'm not really saying it with any kind of like um, disdain for anyone what I'm saying is that it's a phenomenon and that it's quite honestly depressing as fuck. Because, not for nothing, but there are so many people who have lived and died for the sole purpose of gaining or accumulating capital. Um, Or, on the other end of that, there's so many people who have lived and died who have been forced into solely existing for accumulating capital because if you don't exist for that purpose in a lot of places then you cannot survive so it's just so depressing to think about all the lives that have been lost to capitalism because they have just simply existed to gain capital and like not for nothing but if we're to look at life even just a bit abstractly you can see how just utterly odd that is in the broad scheme of like history. Like, if you're to look at history, we live in a very odd time where, not for nothing, but most of us do not have any self determination whatsoever. That's colon, you know, actively colonized countries. Uh, where they're being oppressed, but that's also supposedly free nations like the United States where someone such as myself needs to go to work seven days a week in order to survive and afford a living. So this, this, you know, for many reasons, obviously leads people to want to stop paying attention. But this is causing us to... Really disconnect from the the truth, which is we are, you know, the human beings that are alive today, the people of this world. We are wholly in control of our destiny. If we are to want to make change, there is a real possibility that that can happen but the only thing you know opposing that is really you know the entirety of everything in existence you know even if you're someone who is not aware or conscious rather of what I'm explaining you know maybe you just live your life because you know you need to live your life and you got to go to work so I'm gonna go to work and like none of these things really bother you it sucks to have to go to work but none of these things are as big as I'm making them even if you're not conscious of that what you have to understand is that like you are in every way experiencing life like you know The media you consume, where you go to work, the interactions you have with people, and just seeing like oppression. And I don't mean to use oppression in such a big boy way, because, you know, to some that might be an offensive term to use for something as simple as having to go to work every day. Um, But if you don't understand the complexity of you know, the problem of needing to go to work every day, then I understand why you might get offended by this term. But it's true. Working people, even here in America, even, you know, white privileged fuckheads like myself are oppressed. And I'm not just saying that to join in on the oppression train because I want, you know, to seek out oppression to be able to join the club like some folks. But it's true, you know. Even in the simplest form of like right now, I cannot be at home enjoying my time with my girlfriend before she has to go to work because I myself have to go to work. Um, I mean, not for nothing, but what, what about the reality that we live in, the advanced society, the wealthy society that we live in makes it make sense that I have to work seven days a week? I mean, I I am, where I live, I am surrounded by grocery stores full of food. I have a car. I have a warm home. You know, these are things that are readily available. And yet, for some reason, I need to spend the majority of my life right now at some fucking job. Sorry, I keep swearing. Uh, At some job. Making money, you know, for someone else and then getting a wage on top of that, which I might add is not enough to pay my bills and is why I have to be at work seven days a week. That is oppression. But so much of our lives reinforces this reality. So much of our lives points to the, the natural... The naturality? I don't... God, I don't know the right word for that. That's funny. The naturalness of this system. So much of our lives reinforce the fact that this is, you know, the way things have always been done and the way things always should be done, and so that's the way we'll do things. Or, even if we don't subscribe to that uh, narrative... So many things in our lives tell us, hey, nobody said life is fair. It is what it is. Get over it, you know, and not for nothing, but that's kind of the easiest route and not, you know, it's not surprising why so many people take that route and just say, fuck it, I'm just going to work 40 years at some job, be miserable, and then I'll retire at 67, croak out at 72, maybe I'll go to the Cape you know, once or twice with my wife and we'll have, you know, naps in a different bed. (laughs) Like it's, it's not really that surprising that so many people just take that and just run with it because it's easy or the easiest, I should say. It's not an easy life by any means. Nobody on this planet except for the ruling class lives an easy life, but I digress. So this reality, you know, this cognitive dissonance is incredibly odd, and it's a phenomenon that I feel that a lot of people in the general public, you know, you're non-subscribed to, you know, thinking about things like this, you're, you're folks who just live to live, you know, um, this isn't a conversation that is had very often But I feel like it's a conversation that if you had it with someone Who is that type of person who maybe doesn't pay attention to that Maybe the type of person who says, oh, I don't care about politics I, You know, I can't follow that shit um, I feel like if you were to try to have this conversation with those people They understand Because not for nothing Excuse me people without a political or sociological or psych psych psychology, geez, I'm having an awful time speaking, um, without, you know, these educations, they're still intelligent human beings and they can understand what it's like to have to go to work seven days a week at a job you don't want to fucking be at just for the simple sake of affording your bills. Like, I don't know a single person in my life Who doesn't understand that struggle And so I feel like something that uh, On the left We're we're doing an awful job of Especially because we are facing So many crises right now um, We're doing an awful job Of connecting with people You know So much of our interactions online Is just bickering between each other And now for someone who is new to the, you know, the left sphere, who became a leftist because of online interactions and stuff, I can tell you that it's pretty daunting to join a Facebook page or to follow an Instagram page or to go on leftist Twitter and see the interactions between us. Like, and I, I, I'm well aware that this is usually an, an exclusively online thing. But why? Why? How many of us really understand the problems that we are causing by doing this bullshit bickering online? And this isn't to say, oh, let's put aside our differences. You know, tendencies aren't important and principles aren't important. Let's just all be friends. No. We have to be well aware of the difference between a principled individual whose intention is liberation for all peoples and an opportunist. This is very much an important distinction to make. But the difference is, are we having these arguments on Twitter or wherever for seeking out opportunists, and in good faith conversation to advance our comrade's principles? Or are we having these arguments to be dickhead dogmatists who usually, as it seems, have read absolutely no theory whatsoever? And I'm not one of these people, I've barely read any fucking theory. I'm, first of all, I have... ADHD and uh, high-functioning autism, I am personally incapable of sitting still and reading most of the time. I haven't read much theory. But I can understand that I am not to go into, you know, discussion boards, if that that's what we want to call them, you know, social media platforms, and have arguments with people if I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, that's kind of the difference. So, We have to understand, and I'm not saying like, you know, I'm well aware that online is not a reflection of real life. I get it. But at the same time, like I said, there's a lot of people, especially today, who are becoming radicalized because of online spheres. And we have to make sure that if that is our intention, which I would hope it is, propagandizing on social media platforms and, you know, influencing people and giving them the education and the information in bite-sized chunks, like in memes and stuff, to get them interested in leftist theory, to get them interested in, you know, new ideas and stuff like that. Because this shit isn't in your mainstream education or news or media. So, if that is our intention, then we have to do it in good faith. And I, myself, have been a participant in this ill-mannered argument, to, you know, argumentative bullshit online. When I first started becoming a leftist, I thought I knew everything. And I still, to some extent, participate in arguments on online spheres that I don't need to participate in. Um, but we need to, st- and I, I'm talking to myself here, we need to steer clear of this. Because not for nothing, but we are facing real crises. I think here in America, we take a lot of this leftist shit for granted and we kind of make a meme out of it in real life. And we see a lot of the liberalization of the leftist culture in America and that's due to the privileges that we've experienced. But we are facing real crises here in America. There are 28 million people who are at threat of eviction in the middle of a global pandemic which our country has done little to nothing. combat. That is real. There is 70% of this country which cannot afford a random $500 emergency expense, which if you don't know this, but if you get COVID and go to the hospital, that's probably going to be a little bit more than $500. So we have 70% of our population that could not afford to deal with the ills that would come of suffering from this virus which our country has done little to nothing to take seriously and to combat and to rid this country of. And so that's a real-life possibility for those 70% of Americans who cannot afford to deal with that reality. That is something that could happen. And so we, we in the leftist spheres online need to take the, these realities in, into serious consideration, In our interactions and conversations in these leftist spheres. Um, I just got to the store. The recording you will hear after this will probably be coming later. Um, But yeah. One of the other things that has been on my mind, which, um, you know, it's kind of been because of interactions I've had in my own personal life. Uh, And then also just kind of from like, you know, what I've been reading and generally what's going on in the world. And that is um, this need for organization. We have a fascination in this country with spontaneity. And, you know, this this is a phenomenon which is not new. Um, which many theorists have talked about and discussed, uh, the, the merits of, um, which I have not read, nor do I know who have done it, but I know that they have. Um, and so there's this huge need for organization in this country on a couple different levels. First and foremost, there is an organization needed among the working class. Um, This does not have to be based on anything other than necessarily meeting the needs of the people. Do I think that it can only exist as that? No, there has to be more to it. But for right now, what we have to understand is there is literally no organization among the working class. We don't even have trade unions in this country anymore for the for the fact that so many of those trade unionist jobs have either been uh, outsourced or have been um, corporatized. Um, and on top of that, also, a lot of our trade unions, as we know, have become reactionary and co-opted by the right. Um, so we don't even have trade unions in this country. and. And so we, re- we really have to reckon with the fact that we have no organization for the working people in this country. Again, 70% of this country can't afford a $500 emergency fee. Where is their support? So we need to really work on an organization among the working class people and we really need to start meeting some needs. I think a good way to do this would be tenant unions. Um, As we talked about, there's 28 million people or more who are currently facing possible evictions right now. And that is something that needs to be addressed. Because if it isn't, then that is 28 million people who might die. And that is something that I am not willing to accept. Um, Another great thing that we could be doing is, um, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know. I think education would be a good thing right now because so many kids, especially young kids, are not getting the education they need right now. Something could be done with that. I think that that would be a really good thing. And then also on top of, you know, the two of those, so many kids need to be going to school right now online. And I know in my own personal family that my niece does not have her own laptop and their Wi-Fi at home is shit. That needs to be addressed too. We need high, inter- er, high uh, uh, quality, uh, accessible, and affordable internet in a world which requires our children to be educated online. Come on, people. This is fucking ridiculous. Um, but we also need to organize more than just on the simple sense of meeting people's need we also need to politicize and we do not have any form of a true you know workers party people's party in the united states the democrats and the republicans have been co-opted by corporate uh, conglomerates for 60 70 80 years and before then they really weren't even the the parties of the people anyways so that needs to be addressed and I know that many parties have tried to address that right now we have the green party we have the PSL we have um oh shit fuck there's another one that I'm not thinking of the DSA but the DSA is lib shit fuck the DSA um I've officially made that standing fuck the DSA um you also have CPUSA, which is hot garbage. Fuck CPUSA. Um, and so that needs to be addressed. But I think that's something that I'm learning right now, which is incredibly important, is we have to have political parties as vanguards, which will meet the masses where they are. You know, if people in my area, um, the, they don't give a shit about mass homelessness they don't give a shit about immigration they don't give a shit about these things I can't force them to care about them and therefore if I try to you know talk with them and discuss with them and organize with them and this is all I'm talking about it's going to fall on deaf ears so I have to meet them where they're at so if something that the people in my area are concerned about is the lack of affordable er, or living wage jobs the lack of industry, well, then that's something that I need to organize on, I need to educate on, and we need to work on that. If the people in my area do not have affordable housing, well, then that's what we need to organize on, that's what we need to focus on, and that's what we need to work on. Um, and that's something that I I, I don't know if it's just where I am. I'm sure there's many... Uh, um, examples of this being done right now in america but it is not at a scale that it needs to be and i think that right now especially during covid that's not an easy task or an easy fix but it's something that we really need to be talking about and we really need to be thinking about and the third thing that i think that we really need to work on is there is no forum for discussion for leftist thought like true forum outside of academia and you know Essays and books and stuff, but not everybody's an author and not everybody can, you know, read that shit and understand it. We have to have real live forums for real discussion, not just theoretical, but hey, I am in the process of losing my house right now. What the fuck do I do? We need to have forums in the United States where these conversations can be had. But because of our liberal governments, which claims that we are all equal but justifies that equality under a law which it does not follow, because of this government existing in our country, a lot of these possible leftist forums are attacked ruthlessly. Right now, Facebook is having a huge crackdown on all leftist pages. I've been a part of three which have been zucked, um, and none of them have broken any uh, uh, of the rules and regulations of Facebook. I can give you a list of 10 to 15 uh, conservative pages that my parents are a part of that certainly have. Uh, I know for a fact that I have been in a, a a garage sale group in my local area where someone has threatened to kill someone for being black um, and they didn't get taken off of Facebook. So, you know, that's cool. But because of this, we have no leftist forums, and we really need to be working on that. Um, but I gotta go because I have 10 minutes before I gotta clock in and I gotta smoke this bowl, so I'll catch y'all later. Uh, thanks for listening to me. If you liked what you heard, if you're still listening, I appreciate you very much. Uh, if you don't know, uh, I have a blog as well, which is, uh, can be found at annoying question boy, uh, spelt just like that, no caps, no spaces. Dot blogspot, B-L-O-G-S-P-O-T, dot com. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, which I haven't updated in forever, which you can find at Annoying Question Boy. You can also find me on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter at Annoying Question Boy. Um, And I'm trying to figure out how to build a website to get all my shit in one place, but I really don't know how to do that. So if you're someone who knows how to do that and wants to do it for me for free because I'm poor... Uh, Hit me up and I'll love you forever and I'll shout you out in every single one of my uh, episode descriptions. So thanks, guys. Uh, Hope everyone's well. Love you all. Solidarity with the striking farmers in uh, uh, India. Solidarity with the people of Palestine in their fight for uh, a, a free nation of their own solidarity with all the indigenous peoples of the world uh, currently resisting colonial rule, and solidarity with all struggling people all over the world. Um, I hope everyone is well. Uh, I'll see you next time. Catch you later, folks. Bye.